Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, man, what's going on? Ah, you know the Browns just won a football game. What? Yeah, life's good. I'm on cloud nine Thursday. One of the best football games I've ever been to in my entire life. I left. I was so happy. I was drinking during the day. Kept drinking that night. Didn't get much sleep that night. I uh, had a busy day on Friday. Went to the Tribe game. Woke up. Went and saw the Tribe again. Got my my uh, took a bat down to the Tribe Stadium. They had a little season ticket holder thing there. Got my got my 2018 Indians assigned to bat. Nice. Most of them, ninety-five percent of them, missing a couple. Got a few left. I'll find. I'll, I'll hunt them down. <laughs> I will find you. And then Sunday, I just gotta relax. I told my wife, I was like, "Listen, on Sunday, when the games start, whatever you want to do up until that point, just let me know, because come one o'clock, I'm gonna sit on that chair downstairs, and I am not getting up." And I held up my end of the bargain. Nice. I watched football from one o'clock all the way into the Sunday night games to the end, and it was glorious. Had a good four-day span there. Yeah. But before we get into the Browns game, mm-hmm. let's talk some news and notes when it comes to injuries, shall we? Let's do it. Evan Ingram, little guy, a little boo-boo. He's going to miss a couple weeks, possibly. Yeah, it sounds like he's more week-to-week than day-to-day. It doesn't sound like he's really got a shot this week. So, you know, plan accordingly. If, if he was your starter, you better get somebody else in your lineup. Yeah, there's some guys out there you might be able to pick up off the, you know, not on the waiver wire, but some back-end guys. Um, in Dynasty, though, it's kind of hard to say who's going to be really available Maybe Vance McTown's out there, stiff arming mothers. Stiff arming fools to the people ground. In, to people in the IR. I know. Chris Conte, Chris Conte straight to the IR, sir. Yeah. You got stiff arm to the IR. What's, what hurts? My ego? My, my pride, man. What God, you see me? <laughs> Treat me like a little bitch on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> threw me around like I was a four-year-old. Oh, man. Well, you really shouldn't throw around four-year-olds, but, yeah. You know. But you could if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, if you wanted to. <laughs> like, that'd be like me running to get, like, you know, like, hey, Here's a free pie. And there's a four-year-old in my way. And I was like, man, I really want that pie. Like, I'm not going to hurt him, but I'm just going to, like, let him know who's who's boss here and casually throw him away to this my wayside out to the sideline with very, very uh, little resistance. Right. Mm-hmm. If he was a resistance, a lot of resistance, <laughs> the war would be over. <laughs> Chris Conti, for you, the war is over. For this year. He's on IR. <laughs> for the entire year. <laughs> what hurts? <laughs> Tell my mom I loved her. <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't. It was too embarrassing. I mean, wow. That's like, there's no coming back from that, right? That's like getting slam dunked on in like the NBA like and getting teabagged at the same time. I, w- <laughs> I was listening to I was listening to NFL radio in the morning, and I, I, think, it was, I think it was Ed McCaffrey that said, he's like, yeah, that's not even the first time it happened to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Seems like Fred Jackson did the exact same thing to him oh, a couple of years back. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> So, so I mean, I guess there is coming back because because he came back, oh. but it's just it's liable to happen again. I guess I forgot about Fred Jackson. Yeah, right. I mean, who forgets about that guy? That guy played for eighty five years. Uh, he's like the, he's like Frank Gore before Frank Gore. They're just not as many yards. <laughs> just not as good. Yeah, <laughs> just not quite as good. And of course, another big injury: Jimmy Q GQ. Jimmy GQ. Yeah, yeah more like Jimmy I, uh, IR. 
Right. Yeah, I watched that play live too, and I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, right when it happened, I was like, "Man, I think his knee kind of buckled there a little bit." And I didn't know because it looked like it was a little bit helmet to helmet, and that's why he was hurt. But I was like, "Man, it looked like his knee kind of like went funny." And then at the same time, I was like, "What the fuck is he doing? Like, just go out of bounds. Like, why would you stop plant and try and go back in for that one half an inch? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're a franchise quarterback that's making major mucho dinero to a friend. Like, you're super important to that franchise. Like, what are you doing?" And that's what you get. Bad split second decision right there, man. Not very smart, you know. It, and it, I saw some crazy thing on Twitter today. Like, uh, I forgot who else it was, but I know like Deshaun Watson was seen with like Mike Khalif, and then she's a porn star, and he heard him like he tore his ACL, and then somebody before that I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head, but he got hurt, and then now Jimmy GQ is out with the porn star. When was he out with a porn star? Like, like right before the season started, they went on, like some hot date. Oh I don't know God. if you want to call it. They were making videos, probably. It, right. Uh, I mean, kudos to you. I don't really care. Dude. I have nothing against porn stars, but it was funny. And if, if your girl's been on you, you porn, you better you better stay away or you're going to tear your ACL. Wow. Like, oh, that's good. I, you know, I play. I'm an odds guy. Like I just that's what I go with. Like sure. Odds. Like I'm a you know fantasy football is kind of like a gambling kind of thing. It's a game about a game. And I always go odds, and people go, "Well, what helps you make your decision?" I'm like, "I'm just going with the best odds, man. Like that's that's where I'm putting my chips. Like if I'm buying into a fantasy league, those are my chips. These players are my chips. Where I'm going to put my odds on them. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy so GQ. you're going to keep your chips away from porn star daters. I would never keep my chips away from porn stars, unfortunately. Porn, porn star daters. Oh, hey, I thought you said haters. Daters. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm hate. I'm hater. I'm a hater of the porn star haters. Gotcha. They're just nice young ladies trying to get, you know, work. Work their way through school. Yeah. Gentlemen, nice young gentlemen just trying to get paid to have a good time, too. <laughs> I mean, they're all having a good time, right? It's yes. like us doing this podcast. Surely. Just we're having a different kind of good time. Let's move on. This I hope and I hope I hope this relationship never turns into that kind of relationship. Like I never feel uncomfortable, but all of a sudden I feel uncomfortable. Like I, ever. S- I see your cheeks getting rosy over I'm there. I'm so embarrassed. I know. Oh, I just like, what do you get embarrassed about? I'm like literally nothing. Yeah. Like, I got nothing embarrassed me. Like, why not? I'm like, because I, I don't care what anybody thinks. I really don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It comes across. I do so many things in public <laughs> that my wife gets really embarrassed about. Sucks to be her. But let's get back to Jimmy G. Yeah, so let's so, get back. Yeah, so, so it, I mean, I'm guessing they haven't named him officially, but C.J. Beathard, you know, obviously the, the draft pick from last year will probably be the guy that fills in at least next week. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, he is going to be the starter. Right. I mean, there's some talk that Tom Savage might be <sighs> a veteran that, they're, that they might be willing to, you know, bring in. But, I mean, that's ugh. I yeah, mean, you think so? Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, you were telling me like, why wouldn't they bring in like a guy like Matt Moore or something? Like Matt Moore seemed like he's a little competent. That I mean, that feels like a better fit to me than than the Tom Savage. Who I mean, who we've seen is just terrible. He's just not an NFL caliber quarterback. No, I agree. I think he's absolutely terrible as well. Uh, now the good thing here, like if you're George Kittle, here, okay, two things with Bethard coming in. He was George Kittle's college quarterback at Iowa. Right. So they had that report. No quarterback in the NFL has dumped the have last year through to the running back more in the NFL than C.J. Bethard. No quarterback in the NFL this preseason threw to the running back more than C.J. Bethard. We should see a very nice intake to uh, Matt Breda. Matt Breda. And possibly even a little uptick and maybe a possible a Kyle use check if they somewhat get a little bit more away from Alfred Morris uh, in that game as well. So I like Breda as a buy going out there. If you're making this push – 
for you know a championship because now I mean let's face it we're almost we're pretty much twenty five percent away through the season right this is where we're gonna start getting to the nitty gritty here because it goes by so fast well you know we're we're, we're starting to hit bye weeks already so yeah. this is when you know you can get a couple of fluky games here at the beginning but this is when I think the the contenders and pretenders are going to kind of reveal themselves in the next three or four weeks. Yes, it's always a buy. Everybody's all happy about the how it starts. I never will care about the first three weeks record-wise. Own yeah. three doesn't make a difference to me because this is where depth and solid team structure sure comes into fruition because if you don't have depth, everybody, everybody together a nice little lineup there. But once you start getting these bye weeks and all of a sudden you don't have a wide receiver four to put in there, a backup running back in there, L's are going to start coming pretty quickly. Exactly. So, I like Matt Breda going forward. I, I was thinking about some of my dynasties about putting some offers out there to acquire him and get some shares of him. What do you think the price on him would be? Thinking, you know, Jarek McKinnon is going to be coming back next year. They might be potential Le'Veon Bell buyers, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. I mean, do you think you can get Matt Breda for a second? I think he's not to the point where you uh, you could get a first. So I think I think second's a reasonable price for him. Yeah, nobody's you, gonna give a first. No, that's what I mean. Um, so I think I think a second's a reasonable price because a, a third round draft pick for a guy that's going to be starting all year, I think is too low. So I think I think that you know lands you solidly in the second round pick. And if it's to the right buyer, second second and a third, second and a fourth. I think like it have to be more. Like I think you're going to be almost like player for player swap because for me who is a braid owner or somebody's like, Hey, I'll give you a second form of like, I literally just, Nope. Like quick. No too. Like, no, thanks. Right. I'd rather ride this. I'd re- for me, I'd rather ride the train of this, like him this year on my team, even if he never does a damn thing again, right. Is worth more than a second. Definitely a 19 second in my eyes, which I think is gonna be more of a top heavy class. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think, I think maybe you could pat, you know, stack the box a little bit more, but I, does, I, I think George Kittle is going to be a benefit benefit uh, of this. And I think that Brady is going to be okay with this as well. I think Marquise Goodwin might be hurt, but at the same time, I mean, Bethard's young. You're right. We don't know what he could do. I mean, with Kyle Shanahan, who's made quarterbacks look pretty good, like Brian Hoyer look good. There might be some value there. I mean, I mean, that's the hope that he, you know, he, he obviously, let's hope he takes a step forward from last year because I mean, it wasn't like he was terrible, but he wasn't doing some of these guys favors, you know, as far as their, their fantasy production, you know, Mar- Marquis Goodwin in particular, I don't think they were, he, he, he kind of came alive when Jimmy G came, came into Absolutely. the lineup. So Absolutely. It, it's one of those things where I think he's going to see a dip. Um, and you know, who, who knows, maybe a guy like Pierre Garçon comes back to life a little bit. Cause he, he, operates a little closer to the line of scrimmage than Marquis Goodwin does. Okay. Yeah, so I like Kittle going forward here, and I like uh, Breda going forward. All right, let's get into Thursday Night Football, shall we? Let's now, do it. I was there, of course. Right. If you saw, uh, if you follow me on social media, I was all over social media that night. Happiest guy in the world. <laughs> and what makes me really happy, and some people might say, well, you know, why are Cleveland celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl? It's just one game. It's not even about ending the streak of 635 days without a win. That's not it. It's being in a city where for the last 30 years, we have not had a franchise quarterback. That's right, 30 years old. You could have had a kid the last time that uh, the Browns had a franchise quarterback, and that kid could be a grandfather right now. That's that's how long ago it was, 30 years. That's crazy. Yes, it's insane. So 
it's more about just celebrating the fact. I mean, use some protection. Yeah, you should. Honestly, kids, <laughs> really wrap it up or do what I did and just get snipped all together. That's the safest way to go. Right. Um, so it's more about just being, what are you smiling at? <laughs> Safety first, Matt. I know, man. All right. I have never, kids. I know. You can I don't never, need any more. Can never be too safe. You know, unless Baker's looking to get adopted, and then then that's <laughs> that's it, Baker. If you're out, you want if you you need another father figure in your life who's come on, son. Know, even though your dad's like a million times more successful than I will ever be, uh, yeah, I'm still here for you. I still love you like a son. I know we never met, but that's that's what I feel. My wife texted me during a game, and she's like, "How you feeling?" I'm like, "I'm questioning my sexuality right now." <laughs> She's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. Nothing's wrong. So what are you talking about? So for me, and if you listen to the podcast, you know this is somebody that you and I have been preaching that all the way going back to January, saying mm-hmm. there's one guy in this class that's for sure 100% going to be good, and it's Baker Mayfield. And that's before, obviously, who's going to be on the Cleveland Browns. And we said this guy's 100% going to be good in the NFL. No doubt about it. The tape is clear as day. He's going to be good. Comes out, it comes out, no practice with the ones, dominates, dominates on dominates. the field. Even the passes that were getting dropped were perfect throws. He looks unbelievable. To me, I am really excited about this next generation of quarterbacks here that we're about to get into. Pat Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. Right there, those three right there, to me, are very exciting to watch and look at. I mean, Pat Mahomes, I mean, geez. There's a play he made this Sunday where he was getting the pressure, rolled out to his left, circled all the way back around to his right, released the ball for a first down down the field close to the goal line. Circled around backwards. Like, he, like I mean, you thought, oh, no, this is one of those plays where the dude's going to lose 10, 15 yards because he's, he's backing up, going backwards, and he just outran everybody. Yeah, I, I screamed out loud. My wife was down here for like a minute. When, I just, so she just be, when that play happened, she was down here. The red zone channel was going on, and I like I just jumped up. I was you, this guy is unbelievable. Right, yeah, right. I hit the rewind button. Right. She's like, this is even a Browns game. I'm like, woman, you don't see things like this often. Look at this. Yeah. She's just like, I'm going to go upstairs and watch the Real Housewives. Toodaloo. I don't think she really said that, Real Housewives, but she did toodaloo. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't you don't see that. You know, a guy outrunning the defensive, you know, I think it was a lineman, right? A defensive end and then just threw a dime. So, I mean. <sighs> Throwing dime pieces. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really excited about this quarterback class. And, you know, Darnold has a chance to be pretty good. And there's, you know, you have Deshaun Watson. But to me, that's the cream of the crop already. And I know Baker's played, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be all crazy. People are like, oh, well, Baker's only played one game. Dude, Pat Mahomes only played three, four games. We're, I'm ready to crown him. I said, I said last week, I'm comfortable with taking Pat Mahomes at the 1 1 in a super flex league. Not 1 1 overall, but as my 1 1 quarterback. And right now, I'm telling you what, Matt. I think I'm pretty comfortable in these shoes where I'd take Baker one, two quarterback. Styles. Second, second quarterback off the board. huh? And I know, but listen, you, I, there's a lot a, of love cloud in my eyes. <laughs> okay. But we said, okay, if you took Carson Wentz ahead of him, okay. But at the same time, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers need right now, a little banged up, right? A little older there. He's got a, he's got a girlfriend that drives really fast. It's not safe. There's no safety there. There's no okay? safety there. You never know when she's just going to run a red light. And I know quarterbacks can play a little bit longer, but when I'm looking at a super flex startup, right, and it comes in the fantasy potential points here, Aaron Rodgers is great. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. But he's still 34, right? I'm going to take a guy who I can have on my roster for the next 14 years 
compared to the next guy I have in my roster for probably the most four years, right? Uh, I mean, four to six, depending on health. Yeah, but again, his girlfriend drives really fast. <laughs> to eight. Yeah, pump the brakes, Danica. <laughs> pump the brakes on all this. And it, could it be four to eight? Could it be? At least eight? she's not a porn star, though. Uh, true, true. It could be worse. He's not going to tear his ACL, but... I mean, his leg's already pretty bad off. He says his leg might get worse. He looked, he was limping out there in the field, too. A lot of worry about this year. And every year counts when you have a guy like that. I'm just saying, for a startup, like for me, when I look I, at... I know what you're saying. My, that's how I go to every startup, though. When I go into a dynasty startup, I, ne- I would refuse, refuse to take somebody older with my first three picks. Doesn't matter how good that player is. I want not like I need youth out of my first couple picks. I these are like the cornerstones of my franchise. They should be your, your I foundation. I need to count on them yeah. for not just like this year and next year. Yeah, I still want to win a championship, but I feel confident in my rankings and my draft techniques where I can get value later back up those guys. But I need cornerstones of youth. I need the Michael Thomases. I need the Alvin Kamaras. I need the Baker Mayfields. Absolutely, and and. They're cornerstone. They're cornerstone players that you that you should be building your stuff around in startup drafts. Your team. If you for to say, superflex rankings, right now, quarterbacks. Where would you slot Baker in after one game? And to me, somebody's like, "Oh, it's one game." I'm like, "No, you don't understand. This is not one game. I've watched. This is all the college tape I've watched leading up to this one game, and it proved exactly what I thought he can do. Exactly. And to me, it's not a fluke to the point where. You know, he's not Sam Darnold, who's played 12, 18 college football games. The guy's a fifth-year redshirt senior. He's got a lot of tape and a lot of games under his belt. Kid's ready. He's definitely ready. Where would you take it? Like, you would take Pat Mahomes ahead of him, right? I mean, I think that's safe to say, yeah. Would you take Aaron Rodgers ahead of him? I would. In a startup draft? Yeah. Would you take Carson Wentz ahead of him? Are they equals in your eyes? Would you get the home the hometown discount to Baker? That's that's the thing. Am I, that's what I'm trying to differentiate in my brain right now. Am I just thinking too hometowny right now? And I and I probably should be saying Carson once. Dude, ties to me always go to the brown and orange. <laughs> always. Um, okay. To me, it wouldn't even be considered to be Baker over Carson Wentz. Just me personally. Listen, you come off the ACL tear. Baker's never tore his ACL. Well, well that's also what I was weighing in my head. Um, was obviously the injury history. Um, but. Baker's only played one game, so it's hard to know, you know, what this the future injury history will be of him. You know, who the heck oh, knows? I'm gonna tell you already. It's gonna be clean bill of health, win five Super Bowls. Oh, okay. Just, I mean, if you're one and zero, I don't even need crystal balls. If you're one and zero, right? Chances are pretty. So is that good. where it breaks for you then? So it's 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 Mahomes, Rodgers, and then you're dating, debating between Wentz and Baker. Like that, those are your top four essentially. Yeah, but the, I mean, there's other guy. I mean, Jared Goff's a young up-and-coming quarterback that <sighs> looks really nice good. Nice passes and a good off. That one pass he made to the sideline uh, to Robert Woods. Right. So, I mean, it, Sexy. he's a, he's up there. He's in a great offense. You know he's what I mean? He's a fantastic offense with a guy who, who's Rain Man as head coach. Exactly. So, it, that, those are the decisions you so have to make. So, those are your five. And I don't even mention him when I'm talking about these next young backs, uh, batch of quarterbacks. I didn't even mention Jared Goff. Like, what a little – like slide under the radio guy that Jared Goff is. Like if you're doing a super flex startup, like, yeah, he's definitely my top five. Should be. Right there. Yeah, in my eyes. Which, again, I'm talking about under the radar. What about Robert Woods? Somebody we were talking about last year, preaching up pretty good, comes in this year, dominates everything. Brandon Cook's in there, Cooper Cup. Everybody's talking about Cooper Cup. Everybody's talking about Brandon Cook's. Nobody wants to talk about Robert Woods. 
I said on my TV show last week, I was like, people, nobody wants to talk about Robert Woods. He's only leading the team in targets. Right. He's, he's like the he's like the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Something. Nobody wants to talk about. Just comes out last week, dominates still over 100 foot yards, touchdown. Guy's studly. Then Speaking again, of Moscow Mule, though, did you see that nice little the way he shed that uh, tackle and, and ran in? I don't miss I don't miss a thing Moscow Mule does. Yes, I saw that. He was manhandling. I mean, it was a weak attempt on the tackle, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. They have three legitimate like we talk about two receivers that you could start on your fantasy team. They have three guys you could start on your fantasy team. Yeah, legitimately easy. And, I mean, uh, and not to mention the running back and the quarterback. So I mean, they have a Oh, they have a good running back? Yeah, I, I, a little guy named Gurley. Todd? Yeah. Todd? Toad? Is it Toad or Todd? Toad? Toad? Toad. We don't want to talk about the toad thing going around lately in the news. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't want to know. Okay, good. It's, it's not It's not a fun topic. Oh, all right. So just think mushrooms. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's I forgot about Jared Goff to put in there. Yeah. He's definitely deserving. Uh, you see my poll on Twitter, though? Obviously, yeah, I saw your, I saw your poll. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Baker Mayfield. Won the poll. He won the poll. He won the poll. He won the poll. He got 70, I think he got like 65, 75% of the votes. How? Uh, that's what he won with. That was the lead in getter. That he let that let. There's three options. There's three like options. 70, the Baker, the winning, but the winning percentage got like seventy percent. The winning Baker Mayfield percentage got. Who came in second? Baker Mayfield. Who came in third? Baker Mayfield. Clear as day. Best yeah. score. Obviously, clear as day. <laughs> so to me, yeah, I mean, I would still take Baker one one. And I messaged a guy because I've been trying to get all the Baker shares I can get. Thank God I've got them early. Uh, I've been trying to get one in a Superflex league, a guy in the league with John Bosch who uh, does Empire Leagues I'm friends with, and he's like, uh, he doesn't really want it. He, he's like, he wants Pat Mahomes, who I have, and I was like, listen. I was like, if Baker turns to equal fantasy value of Pat Mahomes, I'll do an equal swap with you. Until then, he's off limits. <laughs> uh, so but yeah, I'm very excited about Baker Mayfield. As a Browns fan, as a fantasy player, uh, and I think he's going to hold value in redraft leagues. I think he's a good value right now. Big ginormous fan so you so you already kind of i mean we obviously we're, we're touching on on baker you, you um you mentioned the jets quarterback there uh sam darnold what about these other two rookies that are are starting um josh allen josh rosen let's start with the bad one first okay appearance wise for just not not bad like long term but they put josh rosen in with like a minute something like what a bad situation to put a young quarterback in the first place. It it th- that was a tough situation and, and it was a game too. I mean he could have theoretically could have theoretically won him the game. And you know why? Because like, they saw what Baker did. I'm like, well, you think Baker's good? Where we put Josh Rosen in there? I, I mean, it, it's a copycat league, and I'm sure there was a lot of <laughs> pressure, you know, coming from up top in, in the organization to try to try to get him in the game. I'm and I'm guessing you know like he thought, hey, maybe maybe this will spark it because dude, I mean. Sam Darnold, looked, I mean, not Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Bradford looked horrible in that game. So He's looked horrible every game. He threw for like 90 yards last year, last night, or last week. Two interceptions, a fumble, yeah. like, I mean, all sorts of That's just, like, hey, we're going to put you at the goal line here. We just want you to go downfield. That's it, just once. We're like, I can't get you there, coach. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a tough situation they put him in. I'd, I'd like to see what he does with the full week, getting all the reps and everything before I you know, start judging the guy the thing is, it's a terrible freaking offense too. Like, man, can they be like less creative? And no, because Mike McCoy's the head coach and or offensive coordinator, and Steve Wilkes the head coach. They got no offensive like mind going on there. It's terrible. It's the whole reason I said uh, sell David Johnson after I did a podcast. I got inundated with tons of people saying, "Hey, I think I'm gonna take your advice and sell David Johnson." I got a lot of offers come through. 
I gave the Rich Dotson okay to a lot of them. So if I'm going to sit here and say that David Johnson's going to blow uh, for most of the rest of the year because of that offense and the offensive line, everything going around there, there's no possible way that Josh Rosen's going to make this out of live, right? He's, he's just not going to make it out of live. It's, he's, he's in it. He's going to get beat up. Uh, wouldn't be surprised me if he gets banged up and misses a couple games because he's going to get hit so many times. They're going to rely on David Johnson a little bit more, but he's just in a bad situation. Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't know if it was the situation where they were they were doing more hurry up or, or, or whatnot, but, I mean, as far as when I was watching the game and Sam Bradford was in there and when I was watching the game and Josh Rosen was in there, it seemed like he was getting less pr- – Rosen was getting less pressure than than Bradford. I don't know. Uh, Probably gets the ball out quicker. Say the same thing about Baker and Tyrod. Right. You know what I mean? Like Tyrod, people that watched that Thursday night game, the first half got sacked a million times. Baker comes in, all of a sudden disappears because he was getting the ball out literally one second quicker. I think Tyrod was getting out about 3.5 seconds per snap, and Baker was getting out at 2.6. Big difference. Yeah, there is a big difference. So I mean, Rosen, I mean, Rosen had a quick release coming out. Yeah, and, and I actually saw Rosen – I mean, he wasn't scrambling, but he was doing what I saw him in college do, which was just move within the pocket and just move enough that he uh, was avoiding stuff. So, because he's not going to burn anybody with, you know, no. he's, he's pretty slow. Well, let's talk about somebody that can burn somebody that came in that really kind of took me by surprise pleasantly. For somebody I was really worried about, Josh Allen for Buffalo Bills. Come out here. Uh, looked a little bit like Cam Newton out there, right? Did he? Hmm. I kind of remember somebody sitting right in this chair making that comparison early in the offseason. And you then got laughed at? people laughed at me on Twitter. They did laugh at you. I remember that because you're like, yeah, people were hating on you because you're like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Cam Newton a little bit. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Matt. I was laughing a little bit on the inside as well. I'm sure you uh, were. And uh, yeah, are, are now, you laughing now after you saw him Superman hurdle somebody? No, and then on Twitter, everybody's out here going, "Oh, he's like kind of like a Cam Newton esque because he's out." Well, once you hurdle somebody, you're like Cam Newton. Sure, uh, run the ball well, moving well, and throwing the ball well. Like the accuracy was wasn't that bad. Fifteen to twenty-two for 196 yards and a touchdown. Ten carries, 39 yards, and two more touchdowns. So he's even gobbling up the the touchdowns like Cam Newton. And that's I mean, Cam Newton had two rushing touchdowns this week as well. And that holds – we all know Cam Newton finishes a top four fantasy quarterback every single year. A lot of that comes from rushing. Mm-hmm. So, same thing. Like, Bortles finishes as a top 12 fantasy quarterback every year, but he's not overly loved in the NFL. Allen, if he could do that and utilize those legs and be that kind of athlete, and you know, maybe he does throw for 240 yards a game and maybe he has a, a pick and an interception or touchdown, but does utilize those legs at that, that will make him a quarterback one – all by himself. Mm-hmm. But I was impressed with Josh Allen. I really was after just versus a really good defense in Minnesota. So it's not like it's a bad defense. Right. Uh, I came away very, very impressed. Yeah. I mean, from a, from a quarter, I mean, from a, um, from the coach's standpoint, I mean, he, he came from Carolina, did he not? The, the court, the head coach of the bills, Steve Wilkes, no, uh, uh, isn't that McDermott? Oh yeah, Sean McDermott. Yeah, defensive coordinator. Yeah. So I mean, he knows he knows that kind of player pretty well. You know the Cam Newton style. So I wonder if you know they don't start using him a la Cam Newton on some short yardage stuff like that, even around the goal line. It's not like they have a big back there that they can really utilize. So I mean, they almost have no back there. Exactly. So I mean, might he also be the the goal line reach it over the reach it over the end zone type of guy that that Cam Newton is always. Stealing, you know, vulturing touchdowns from all the running backs. 
I guess I guess we'll find out. Reach over there, be like Jimmy Q, reach around over there. You know, all kinds of funny things going on over there in Buffalo. So we'll find out. But a lot to be a lot of promise coming out of this class so far for the quarterbacks, you know. Sam Darnold's shown some things. Josh Allen's shown us some things. Baker just being out there being like baby Jesus. And then, <laughs> you know, Josh Rosen's about to show something. We haven't even seen Lamar Jackson yet. Right. Essentially. So could turn out to be one of the best quarterback classes we've ever seen. I was going to say, I mean, out of the four guys that are starting now, um, you know, we're, we're seeing promise out of at least three of them um, so far. I mean, I, we haven't seen enough, I don't think, from Rosen to really to really judge either way. None of them could shake, you know. I mean, Baker's got more talent in his pinky than those guys will have in their Right, life, there's, a t- there's a tier system here, clearly, and, and, you know, Baker's up there by himself. The worst part, you know, for a guy like, you know, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen is in their, they're, they're in the AFC. And that's where Baker resides. Right. And then the second best quarterback in the NFL, Pat Mahomes, is in the AFC as well. So, sorry, boys. Have fun. Every every For the next eight years, the AFC championship game is going to be the Chiefs and the Browns. And the Browns are going to win 85% of those, just to let you know. <laughs> Moving on to a quarterback Moving. who did have high hopes, who was the next promise, you know, to be the next greatest quarterback of all time. Comes back off an of injury. Are you worried, Matt, about Andrew Luck? They bring in for the, the Hail Mary, they bring in Jacoby Brissett. Right now, Andrew Luck is last in yards per uh, attempt. He's last in passes attempts past 20-plus yards. He's 24th in QB rating. He's 30th against pressure throwing the football right now. Are you worried about Andrew Luck's long-term dynasty value, or do you think this is just knocking off the rust for Andrew Luck, slowly getting that shoulder back into shape, or does he even have a shoulder to get back into shape? What are your thoughts? My initial thoughts were, oh, when I heard that stat, um, you know, interesting. And then, and then it, 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 once my, I think my logical brain kind of took over. Um, that's, I do think he's working himself into shape. I think he's working his arm through. All, I mean, this is the guy that didn't even throw football through most of the off season stuff, right? For over a year. But even through the off season, he still wasn't throwing an actual Correct. football mm-hmm. until like training camp, right? I mean, Correct. so this is a guy that's clearly not—he's not a hundred percent, but he's good enough to play. I think, and that's—they're not going to have—they're not going to throw Andrew Luck out there for a hail mary pass, have him throw out his shoulder, and then start start from square one. They're just not going to do that, and they're clearly not going to have him force balls downfield if they don't feel he's got the velocity and he hasn't worked himself up to that. That's how I interpret it. Am I correct? I have no idea. But that's how I see it. I don't think it I don't think they're if at the end of the year he still hasn't thrown a ton of passes downfield and it hasn't started trending up as far as, you know, his passes downfield and, and, and the length of you know, his yards per attempt haven't gone up towards the end of the season, then I throw up red flags like, what the heck is going on here? Are they just are they just holding this guy back, or can he just not make the throws? Yeah, I feel like I'm with you on that, too. I, that's what I feel like. I feel like it's just, you know, it's game three. Didn't really play a lot in the preseason. Didn't even really throw much in the training camp in that part of the field uh, of practice. So it's just knocking off that rust. I feel like he's a really good buy low candidate. I feel right now like a lot of people are going to be panicking, saying, wow, the shoulder is pretty bad. Same thing. Not even thinking about what, what he hasn't done in for so long. I think if you're in a super flex league, I think Andrew Luck is still a nice buy low. Maybe a guy with some upside and a player. Maybe one of these young quarterbacks. I mean, I'd have no problem flipping a guy like 
would you be okay with flipping a guy like Josh Allen for Andrew Luck? I mean, that's I know that's pretty silly to say out loud, but maybe ride that train with these Cam Newton thoughts. And some people, hey, I'm worried on Andrew Luck. Hey, I'll, I'll take Josh Allen and something. Would you be okay with that? Or like, I'd just rather ride the potential upside of Josh Allen than even have Andrew Luck. And a super flex. And a super flex. That's so hard, man, because the Q, the QBs are so valuable, and and Luck being. A, such an unknown right now i would probably just go with the young guy and and you know i mean i know the young guy is an unknown too but at least he's not banged up and you could have him for you know 10 15 years so the role was reversed if the luck if you have like you said you have josh allen in the sure. league. i have josh allen league and it's a super flex league and a josh allen owner comes to you and he's like listen man uh i loved what i saw that josh allen i'll give you andrew luck for josh allen in 2022nd you would just say no nah, i'm good I would probably give that one a great deal of thought. Yeah, with the twenty twenty second involved as well. Like, I mean, you 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 would be giving away the twenty twenty second. Oh no, I would say no then. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd want the twenty twenty second and Josh Allen. No, you, I'd, you, I'd, so, I'd definitely say no to that. Oh yeah, if he's coming to me, he's like, I'll give you Andrew Luck and a twenty twenty second for Josh Allen. I'm like, oh okay, let me uh let me make sure you don't have a knife or anything in your hand because you, <laughs> you've gone full blown crazy and you're gonna stab me in the face. So, it's interesting. I. I but again, your question that to me, I would be like, I still think the upside is there on Andrew Luck. I do think it's Rust. I would be more than happy to give Josh Allen that twenty twenty second because even if Josh Allen pans out, I think Andrew Luck still got another eight years on his belt if he gets his shoulder back right, where it's still gonna be a longevity thing for him as well. Where Josh Allen's even skill set might not translate to a long, successful career. Definitely needs to be the Cam Newton type where he's gonna rely on his strong arm and his mobility. No, I follow you. There, there's risk on both players, um, but and that's not just putting it on Josh. It could be anybody. You know, it could be sure. it could be somebody like you know Josh Rosen, or it could be an, any other quarterback. You know, I mean, there. I mean, I I see more upside with the Josh Allen type. So if it was a Josh Rosen type trade, I'd probably make that in a heartbeat. You know I think I, mean? I think it's a good buy low. I think Jameis Winston's a good buy low too in Superflex leagues. Now we've just spent a half hour talking quarterbacks. Does Jameis Winston get moved here? You know, no, they can, they can stick with him. No. Nope. Jameis Winston again. I think Jameis Winston's money. I really do. So I mean, I know he's he's still super young. He's what is he? Twenty four? Right. No. I. It's just coming. It's coming up on a contract. You know, they're they're at an impasse. They're there. not. You're not letting him, all this talk about letting him walk. All this Fitz Magic stuff. I'm not buying it. I don't want to hear it. J, quarterbacks like Jameis Winston are not easy to get. You don't let players like him walk unless you're the Washington Redskins. Okay. And I'm telling you. No worries here. Tampa Bay, they got Jameis. He ain't going to work. You think he's going to go somewhere? I'm I'm looking at you like that because I think he might go somewhere. Where do you think he's going to go? I think they're just going to let him walk. They're going to do a quarterback. Draft somebody. Draft who? Justin Herbert? You're gonna, how are you going to get him? You're gonna, they're they're going to draft somebody. And first of all, you don't let quarterbacks just walk. You don't let them walk. Unless you have somebody like Andrew Luck that you just literally drafted, number one overall, who's the next you know, poster boy of the NFL. Uh, it does you don't see it. It doesn't happen ever. I mean, people are trading Sam Bradford. We'll, we'll see. Somebody gave up a first round pick for Sam Bradford, Matt. <laughs> Sam Bradford. <laughs> yeah, an NFL GM did this. Somebody who gets paid millions of dollars give a first round pick for Sam Bradford. You think they're just gonna let Jameis Winston, the former number one overall pick, who's only twenty four years old and still has looked pretty good when you look statistically at his games on the field, just walk out the door? For a third round compensation pick? We'll see. A third 
He's a, wow. I don't know, man. Do you have a knife on you? No. Okay, I'm, I just want to make sure I don't get stabbed in the face I'm by a crazy person. I'm not stab you in the face by him. Not a crazy person. Okay. Okay, I'm telling everybody. Jameis Winston's not going in. Okay. All right. Mark my words. I don't even need the crystal balls for this either. All That's right. a Rich Dotson guarantee. If I'm wrong, oh, then I'm wrong. Whatever. But I'm telling you, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Let's move on because we've talked quarterbacks for 35 minutes. It's literally besides our rookie shows on quarterbacks, the most we've ever talked quarterbacks ever. But A lot of quarterback news. And we're talking super flex here. Sure. We don't always talk super flex. No. And if you don't know what super, just by chance, if you don't know what super flex is, because I'm sure there's people out of thousands of people that listen, there's got to be some people that don't have no idea what super flex is. Just in case you don't know, super flex is another uh, way to play dynasty. Actually, it's the only way I would ever start all my new dynasty leagues are all super flex leagues. They're all super flex tight end premium, which is you have a flex spot, and that flex box could be an extra quarterback. So you start two quarterbacks. It's fantastic. I love it. The, you, the the spot is an extra quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. You can yeah. start anyone, basically. But yeah. you, quarterbacks score the most points. Quarterbacks score the most points. So it ends up evolving into most likely a 2QB start most most weeks. So in a, in a rookie draft this year, Saquon Barkley would still be 1-1. But then you can make the case for 1-2 being Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, Sam Darnold. I saw a lot of those. Uh in that league with John Bosch, you know, it went like Saquon one, and then two, three, four, and five. It went uh, Baker, Rosen, Darnold, Lamar Jackson. It was you know, right. in a super flex rookie mm-hmm. draft. Just to give you an idea, it's a great way to play dynasty fantasy football. I've been doing it for now a couple of years. We started a super flex league. I absolutely love it. Me too. I'm hook, yeah. line, and sinker. Would not start a new league without it, personally. Um, moving on. So let's talk about some other players that aren't quarterbacks here. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, somebody I talked about last week where I thought he was a great snag, kind of maybe go out there and get kind of player because at the time, just going to week two, he was seeing a little bit over 80% of the snaps Why John Ross, the top 10 pick, was seeing about 62 63% of the snaps. Last week, Tyler Boyd comes in, has six catches, 90, 91 yards and a touchdown. This week, he has six catches, 132 yards and a touchdown. Has looked really good opposite of A.J. Greener. He's locked in as the number two receiver ahead of John Ross. And then right now, the way he's playing, I don't see him succeeding that job to John Ross, who's really honestly just looked absolutely terrible for the last year and a half in every aspect of the game. He's looked terrible. Tyler Boyd, somebody that we liked, had a second-round grade uh, coming out as a rookie. Uh, we liked him, and I know our good friend Hurricane Mike loved him. He loved him. I, loved I was, him. I was, I, I was uh, on him. You know, I was one of those guys that I, I wouldn't put him in my first round. I kind of thought he did nothing great, but everything, everything, re- like everything really well, but nothing great. You know what I mean? You felt like him, like you felt like Chris Godwin, right? Well, Chris Godwin's been dropping the passes, hasn't he? He's been dropping way too many passes. Yeah, for my liking. The stat line is a little bit deceiving on Chris Godwin because he's playing well, like for a fantasy aspect, but he's dropping a lot of footballs. Mm-hmm. Come on, he should sure be like is. a porn star. Don't drop those balls. Don't drop the balls, mm-hmm. man. Cuff them. Yeah, grab them really well. Don't let them go anywhere. A firm, so, a nice, just firm grab. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you're successful in yeah, life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Don't let them go. So Tyler Boyd, what do you think? Are you buying Tyler Boyd? Like, is hundred percent? I'm buying him. I mean, is, are you striking when the iron's hot? Like right now, where his value, so his value's up right now, obviously. So if you go to buy Tyler Boyd, somebody's like, okay. But you can see somebody trying to get out from under Boyd because of, you know, they're worried about John Ross. And this might just be a, a first three-week kind of thing. Would you give up your championship contender? Would you give up a late first for John, Tyler Boyd? 
I would because he's he's shown me that he can. I mean, he just looks really good, natural. I, I, he looks better than he did in college, you know, because I, I he just didn't look. He almost was like a Brian Robisky type for me. Like he just. He didn't look fast enough, or something like that, for the NFL game for me. But but he he's he's picked up the pace, and he looks great. And and he his receiving skills were never really the question. And he got in the doghouse a little bit last year, so he wasn't featured really at all. And and you know, for all intents and purposes, he's out of the doghouse, and he's looking really good. He's thriving, and and they've needed somebody opposite AJ Green for the past you know two years since Mohamed Sanu and and. And uh, what's his name? Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones went out the door. So I agree. I would too. If I feel like I'm a championship contender, I'd have no problem uh, give up a 19 first. Definitely for the 19 class. When we said it's going to be somewhat of a weak class, to top, it's going to be top heavy. Where there's going to be some really good receivers, uh, like guys like AJ Brown at the top of this draft next year. So those receivers are going to be real thin at the back end of the draft of your rookie draft next year. Running back class looks really thin so far. I know there's a good tight end in this class coming out. But right now, the back end looks like it's not going to be that fantastic. So if you can guy like Boyd. Yeah, you're, you're basically going to be throwing darts. I mean, as of now, which is, you know. Way too early. early. Yeah, right. Way too early. But, but, but it, you know, you I would rather go for the sure thing in a guy that's done it, you know, in the league here for a little, you know. I know it's a very small sample size, but, you know, I, I think that he's. He's showing you really solid wide receiver two potential. He's he's in his third year and he's and he's starting to emerge. So that, those are the kind of players you want to grab before they fully break out. A draft pick's a gamble. Why not take a gamble on where you're actually seeing an uptick in potential here? I bet you know unless somebody's a big Cincinnati fan, I bet you can get Boyd for a first round pick. I am buying. I am with you on that. I am buying Tyler Boyd for a first round pick. I am offering a first round pick. Granted, you know I'm a contender, um, but even if I'm like. Even if I'm in the middle of the road, I'm kind of building something there. And I, I know I don't have a chance to win this year. And I think I'm going to have a middle of the road, anywhere from like six to eight first round pick. I would still consider that first round pick given up for Boyd. I absolutely would. Um, if you've got a hole and, it, and it'll it'll fill an immediate hole um, and you're on your upswing, because he's a guy that's still so young that he could patch that hole for a long time. So it's still worth probably that mid late mid first round pick as well and that's where i'm going like right around from 68 so assuming when i get him he's to help me maintain make the playoffs once you get into playoffs anything can happen and maybe he's somebody that will actually like help that first round pick go from a six to eight, eight or nine ten. right yeah, around there. right sure so i agree 100 percent. i'm liking what i see out of boyd so far uh liking what i saw on tape again I, mean, I liked him a little bit more than you did Mike really kind of sold me on Boyd a lot as well. And he was somebody who was, you know, before his bet last year, it was really bad. He was a high prospect, you know, coming in like as a freshman, he was somebody that we thought was going to be a top end receiver. And it's kind of plateaued there uh, in school. Yeah. No, no, he he was one of those. Yeah. Much ballyhooed uh, uh, prospects. So speaking of buying, let's talk about somebody that you might want to be ten, potentially selling here. Antonio Brown, currently wide receiver number 11 overall in fantasy redraft leagues or just PPR leagues all together 30 years old is now the time to sell Antonio Brown I've got him in a super flex I won the super flex last year um if I'm trending in the wrong direction come playoff times I'm, I'm gonna sell Antonio Brown you know I, he's getting up there in age they're obviously um 
they're obviously setting themselves up for the future. They've done this in the past, you know, with the Emmanuel Sanders, um, the drafting of Emmanuel Sanders and, and that to Antonio Brown. Right. And, and, you know, it was Antonio Holmes before that. And then it was, you know, Plexico before that. So they, they do this, they stack themselves, they give them a couple of years to develop and then they get rid of the top guy and they just bump the, the bump, the next guy up, bump the next guy and up. Juju's doing everything in his power. Ju- show him he's going to be the top guy. Juju's doing everything. And James Washington, James doing Washington showing he could be Juju. Exactly. So it's one of those things. Um, they just keep it going there. So, um, Antonio Brown, they're only going to be able to deal with that, that number for so long. And especially the off field antics, that he's, I mean, he he mispracticed like last Monday or whatever. Yeah, he said he had an excuse for it, so I'm gonna go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt. No, that was an unexcused absence. I know, but his agent said he called and said, like, it was unexcused, but something like something came up, like family or something last minute. Okay. We don't know. Who cares? We, we won't have know. no idea. It doesn't matter. Right. But here's the point, and I don't, I don't give a, I honestly I don't even care about that stuff at all. I don't care about that. Uh, he's 30 years old. He'll be 31 next year's old. He's a d- dynamic receiver. He helps somebody win. I'm in the same thing. I'm in a league where I have Antonio Brown. I have one league where I have Antonio Brown. I'm a contender. Just so happens, though, I have DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill on that team as well. I am selling Antonio Brown. I'm going to try and put, you know, obviously for fair fair value, I'm not going to give Antonio Brown away because he still has another good two, three years left on him. Definitely the way he plays football. Uh, He's not, him at 33 isn't going to be, you know, a major concern. You can get three more years of solid fantasy production out of Antonio Brown. I don't. It, I don't doubt that. Either. But it, it, yeah. in wide receiver one production, where but it might be more and where you know he's usually wide receiver two, wide receiver three, right around now. Where now you're gonna be getting you know wide receiver eleven, wide receiver twelve, wide receiver ten. Not saying this is permanent, but I can see that starting to come where he's still really good value, but the needle's not okay. We have this new young blood come in. Now we have these Tyree kills. We have Michael Thomas. You know, we have those guys there. So I think if there's ever a time to get out from Antonio Brown, I think the time's now because I think you could flip him for somebody where if he is going to be wide receiver 11, you think you could flip Antonio Brown in a dynasty league for Tyree kill? <sighs> Straight up. I think you could. You think I could? You think you could? To the right, not not for everybody, right? But I think you could like right. in it, and I'd, I'd have no problem with it. And I can see a lot of people saying, "Wow, man, you just gave Antonio Brown for Tyree Kill." But if you look at dynasty rankings and the, like overall rankings, the the differential of the two won't be that far apart. And maybe I just want to get that youth, you know? Maybe I just want to get five years younger. I mean, it's it, a big differential there. Well, no, if I if I owned, I okay, I do I do own Antonio Brown in the Superflex. Like I said, if I could get Tyree Kill, I would I would. I would do that in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? That, so that's a player you would do in a heartbeat. Sure, absolutely. Would you? I'm trying to think of because you'd be getting similar production, and like you said, you'd you'd be getting five years younger. But and that's what I'm saying. You that's you have to get somebody with that. If you're going to flip Antonio Brown right now, that's what you're doing it for. Um, unless you also have. But what's the other person? What's the other person's incentive? I mean, you're getting similar production just, out of both. They just think for that year they're going to get um in some people's eyes they might be getting that much better potential they're getting the number one number over two overall fantasy receiver and they think maybe Tyree Kill is going to be like you know six six seven five, six yeah right around there so you're getting the number one two guy in their eyes might, might not finish that way but just going off pa- past potential some people believe that way so would you be okay so say I did that Matt say I was like hey I, I have Antonio Brown I approach you you're the Tyree Hill owner 
and I say, Matt, I'll give you Antonio Brown for Tyreek Hill. And you're like, no, I'm getting similar production. I'd rather just stick with the youth. I come back at you. I'm like, all right, I'll give you Antonio Brown in a second-round pick for uh, Tyreek Hill. Do, is, do you think that's going to – you think that's what it's ultimately going to have to come down to? Like, you start off with the e- – would you be willing to do that, I guess, is the better case. You start off with the equal flip, right? Sure. Hey, I'll give you Antonio for Tyreek Hill. And the owner's like, uh, I don't know. I'd rather stick. Would you start to sweet, add on to sweet that? Sweeten the, the deal a little bit? Maybe like, hey, I'll give you Anto- – like, you have LaShawn McCoy, right? Or something like that. You start throwing some names out. Like, I'll give you Antonio Brown and LaShawn McCoy. Hell, I'll give you LaShawn McCoy, Antonio Brown, and a third. And that looks like a way big overpay now for Tyreek Hill. Do you, like, do you start to build up those, like, what looks like an overpay? Like, LaShawn McCoy, Antonio Brown, and a pick for a guy like Tyreek Hill? That, I mean, that that's generally not how I do business because I try not to throw a bunch of crap at people. Because uh, <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a poop sandwich. I know me. it is, but it, I'm telling you, but, like, <laughs> the name value and the pick alone with the name I mean, of Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is, is the centerpiece of that. And I will just, I mean, like, if you start – piling things on like LaShawn McCoy in a third round pick that's just noise to me it's still the 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 trade to me is still Antonio Brown for Tyreek Hill and that's how I would see it as the Tyreek Hill owner you do you do but that's why you do a podcast and do this every (laughs) single week because you you see it that way I agree with you too but that's what I'm saying for the common dynasty player right that might get it done that might sure it might so what you're trying to say is yes then yes if you were if that's the case and that's what it took to get to get it done then you would give that to get it done I would oh I would give that stuff yeah it's a, okay yeah because that's just that's a my bunch point of, a yeah filler All it's right. just a, a bunch of nonsense filler yeah my point was that you'd have no problem giving that still I wouldn't right? have problem giving it yeah I thought I thought my perspective was still the Tyreek Hill owner no, well you're a smart guy and that's okay. why I do the podcast with All you right. so if I could see other people going to league like oh dude you just gave up Lashawn McCoy Antonio Brown and a third for Tyreek Hill I wouldn't give up Antonio Brown straight up bro. You'd be like, okay, dude. Right. Talk to you in two years. <laughs> you know, my Tyree Kill and Pat Mahomes combo, <laughs> who's just a match made in heaven. One's Lucy. One's um, uh, what's it? Desi. Uh, Des. Des. I love Lucy and Des. I know that's old. It's uh, Al Bundy and Peg. There you go. Al and Peg. Right. <laughs> Homer and Marge. Just you know, the perfect couple. Right. Absolutely. That's my. Hey, who's your perfect couple, Rich? You know, Homer Simpson, Marge Simpson, Al Bundy, Peg Bundy. Those are my perfect. That's my dream. When I think of romance, that's that's where I get. Uh, Peter that, Griffin. And Lois. <laughs> Lois. Uh, true love is all I care about. Um, so but I'm, that's what I'm proposing like now. Week three into the season, looking in Dynasty, looking the way I play. I think now's the time is right to sell Antonio Brown. Sell him for a guy like Tyree Kill. Is there any of the receivers that come to your eyes? Like, I know we're just saying Tyree Kill here. Uh, like, a guy like Corey Davis wouldn't get it done for you. You know, that's you would need back. You need more back. You need on more Corey back. Davis. Right. Because, I mean, that's just Corey Davis. You're going basically strictly potential there. There's no production behind that. Maybe with a slow, maybe with a slow start, you could flip uh, Antonio Brown for DeAndre Hopkins and something. Go that route as well. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat as well, but I don't, I don't know that they're. Nobody in our leagues would be making that trade. No, but then you have to really sweeten the pot. But again, I'd be willing to sweeten that pot. I'm looking to get a. If you're giving up Antonio Brown, you want to get a receiver back, essentially, unless you're deep. Right, unless you're deep at, at receiver, then you'd be looking. You know, obviously a different position. But the main the main point here, Matt, is we both agree. Now's the time to sell Antonio Brown. I'm I'm with you there. All yeah. Right, moving on. Speaking of top guys at their position here, would you argue that we have two number twos in town? And that would be Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. 
Alvin Kamara is now I could I think it's safe to say my number two overall dynasty running back is Alvin Kamara, right behind Todd Gurley. And I would say I put a tweet out there yesterday or day before or on Sunday saying if you told me you're number one one in dynasty right now, one overall was Michael Thomas, I would say that's fair. I saw that tweet and were you like, that's fair. I was like, I can't, I can't really argue with that. I mean, it's like he's a stud wide receiver on a great team that catches just, you know, massive amounts of balls. I mean, it's. They're it's, both on pace to break the reception records. Right. Both of them. One's a running back. One is a running back. And the way I look at it is, okay, right now, Michael Thomas is for sure my 1 3 overall. Like, I'd take Michael Thomas ahead of Todd Gurley in Dynasty Startup. It'd be, for me, it'd still go DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, Michael Thomas. And I'm like, wow, you know, Michael Thomas is, you know, you know, just the same. I think he's a year younger than DeAndre Hopkins. He's scoring way more fantasy points. I'm like, why would I not have him ahead of DeAndre Hopkins? And hmm. I'm like, wow, because DeAndre Hopkins is so good. I'm yeah. like, well, then Michael Thomas is so good. It's a good position to be in. But, Matt, right now you have the 1-1 overall in Dynasty. Who are you taking? <sighs> Startup draft right now, week three. We just said, you know what? Never did a startup draft week three of the league. Never did one. Let's just do it right now. You have the 1-1. One, one. Who are you taking? Todd Gurley. 1-1? One, one? Taking Todd Gurley? Yep. Wow. Okay, I'm still taking DeAndre Hopkins. That's fine. You okay. go there. I'm going to go with the, 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 the running back. Okay. I think there's there's enough wide receivers that I'll be able to come back and get one. You get like, like an A.J. Green yeah. in the back end? Sure. Some of those old guys? One of those old guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're the second pick, and some fool just took Todd Gurley number one <laughs> overall. And you're, they're, they're basing their whole dynasty structure on a running back, uh, and you're like, okay, um, pass, leave that guy behind. You uh, have the two, number two pick on the draft. Who are you taking in our week three dynasty startup? Odell. Odell. Yep. Okay. Now, some guy just took Odell Beckham because I don't know why because we don't know who their quarterback's going to be next year. That guy's a little silly too right now, but he's he is Odell Beckham, you know. You know Odell, the, Odell's young. Don't There's worry, plenty of time for them to figure don't that worry out. about it. They're going to th- all of a sudden all, a lot of those Odell passes have all of a sudden now gone to Saquon Barkley, and his target share is going to drop pretty significantly. And even when they bring that rookie quarterback, it's going to drop pretty significantly. Well, that, all but those maybe, all those DeAndre Hopkins passes are going to Will Fuller right now. And, so and, it's and, hard. Well, to and tell. Don't even think about Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. <laughs> but don't worry because Jameis Winston in your eyes is going to be on the New York Giants quarterback next year after they give up two first round picks for him. So that's you know that don't. He's going to be hunky-dory. Very well could um, be. You take Odell Beckham. So now you're the third pick in the draft. Right? Okay. Two people have made silly decisions right before you. Yeah. Silly decisions. Yeah. Like, you know, like tricks are for kids. Right. You're on the clock with the third pick. You're like, yes, I have two guys in front of me that I disagree with completely. <laughs> they're not only are they, they're not even friendly to look at. They're feeble-minded. I'm on the clock. I'm going to get the best guy on the board here. Who you take? Alvin Kamara. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even argue that. I would, Alvin Kamara is a league winner. If you look at your redraft league, whoever has Alvin Kamara on their team is I guarantee. I would guarantee. Doesn't matter. I don't. Even think, I don't even know who else is on their team. Is in the top three of your league. I'm sure he is. So if you did take Alvin <laughs> Kamara there, I honestly, I honestly wouldn't even argue that. But yes. That'd be silly too. Don't be the guy. <laughs> I'm, 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 I've been messing with you now for like the past three picks, but um, no, well, I, you I, wouldn't. I, you take Todd Gurley one and Odell Beckham two. So you're trying to get me to say when I'm going to take Michael Thomas. Yeah, that, we're just getting to it. Yeah, I, probably the fourth, In a much funner way. Fourth or fifth pick is where I'd take him. Fifth, probably fourth or fifth. Fourth. Okay, so who's third? 
Andrew I just Hopkins? said. I just said. Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're speaking truthfully. Yeah, I think. Then so. why did you giggle like a schoolgirl? Because you know I, I liked messing with you. I liked seeing the look on your face. But I, I don't. I, I think Kamara is worth that pick. Okay. Um, but if you're starting doing his dynasty start. Okay, I can't argue that because he's just so damn good. So I, I can't argue it. Exactly. Okay, so you take him third. These are all like transcending players. Like you can't really go wrong. I know that you. The basic theory is to, to build around these wide receivers because they're more long term assets. It's just my theory. I no, I understand it, and it makes sense. But, but you can't go wrong with Alvin. He, but these I just are said all he's winning you leagues. These are all transcending players, and they're yes. going to be good for like the next four or five years. So I mean, to me, that is a long term commitment out of a out of a running back. So um, I think all those guys are worth it. Yes, I I would have a tough decision picking between Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins and even Odell Beckham. Those guys are all so close. Um, You're getting a good player. You you are getting a really good player. Yes, you know Michael Thomas right now has the best quarterback situation out of all three of them. Um, but where for now? For, for now, that's a for now. You know, I mean, you're you're saying that you know obviously. Odell's struggling through some offensive line issues. I mean, his quarterback has always been up and down, but he's still been able to produce. But um, it's 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 a it's a very muddied water when you start going into all that kind of crap. Um, but for for me, I, just strictly based off talent, I just like Odell better. So I I mean that's why I picked him. And then right behind them, you got guys like Christian McCaffrey, yeah, right. Saquon Barkley that you can. Oh, it's a, there's some good young talent here. Christian McCaffrey. Hey, well, can he be in between the tackles runner? We don't know. Probably going to be mostly pass catching. Uh, this week catches two passes for 10 yards, I think it was. But he had 28 carries for how many yards, Matt? 184. How many yards, Matt? 184. Oh, my goodness. That's and, a lot of yards. And a touchdown. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. He is so good. He is so good. We made, we we were talking earlier in the year, we're like, uh, who could be a surprise like a surprise number one overall fantasy scorer. And remember, we were talking like Christian McCaffrey could be that guy. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, pretty good. Pretty not, good. not as good as Alvin Kamara, but he's not too far behind him. He's like an Alvin Kamara, very like you know. If Christian McCaffrey was light, on, like not even not if, even that far below him. If but. Christian McCaffrey was on the Saints, he'd be doing exactly what Alvin yeah. Kamara is doing, if not maybe even more. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're both just really. They're just great assets to have. Man. Like if Todd Gurley, like, what if Le'Veon Bell was on the Saints? Man, I think if you were on the Saints, you'd score about at least four fantasy points a game. What you don't know about me is I was a really good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, the year was 1986. <laughs> there I was, Pee Wee football. It was amazing. I was six. The rest of them were four. <laughs> One of them name was Chris Conte. <laughs> I won MVP of my Pee Wee Football League as a fullback. Oh, now we really got to move on. We're yep. running out of time here. A um, couple of young guys here. Um, you know, nice games. Calvin Ridley, nice big breakout game here. Seven catches, 146 yards, three touchdowns. We gave him a nice boost in our dynasty rankings right towards the end there, saying we kind of undervalued him a little bit too much. I gave you a little ditty about him being the true number two behind. Now there's no more Mahanam and Sanu. Looks good. Calvin Ridley, bright future. Karrion Johnson finally breaks the streak in, Broke De- in Detroit of a 100-yard rusher. They haven't had one since 
I honestly, I don't even remember. It that. was it was Reggie Bush like four or five years ago. Reggie Bush. Yeah. Reggie Bush. The dude's doing TV now. Reggie Bush hasn't been good since like 2005. Right. So, which is crazy. Karrion Johnson comes in, has 101 yards rushing. I think the big thing with here is I am buying Karrion Johnson. I am I am trying to get him off another team's roster. I think when you look back on all these rookie classes of these running backs where nobody's really kind of emerged outside of the Saquon Barkley uh, draft picks right now where who could be that number two. I still like Sonny Michelle a lot. Rashad Penny struggling heavily. Royce Freeman looks okay. Nick Chubb's not getting any carries out there. Darius Geis has a torn ACL. I really like what I've seen of Kerry and Johnson right now. I really Everything I preached during his rookie uh, profiling of the way he catches the football, the patience behind the line has really come to fruition. And what I've been seeing over the last three weeks is he's slowly starting to fade out Theo Riddick on third downs. Well, that's the thing. Um, him and LeGarrette Blunt are almost literally splitting carries half and half. Like it's been, it, it was five, five and four the first game, eight and eight the second game, and sixteen and sixteen. So those two are splitting like down the middle. But it, it's the Theo Riddick who, I mean, I didn't think he was going to be the one that faded away and disappeared. I thought he was going to be the one that held the value. But but he seems to be the one that's going to, you know, towards the wayside. And 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 to me, it's, you know, Karrion Johnson, it, it might it might just be boiling down to, you know, what I've touched on before is these backs that do multiple things. It's harder to game plan against a guy like that. But when you when you have a guy like Theo Riddick who's just a pass catcher and a guy like Legarrette Blunt who is basically just a running back, when they come into the game, you're, it's keying the defense as to what you're you're planning on on what kind of play you guys are planning on running. But when you have a guy like Kerryon Johnson who can run between the tackles and go split out, you know, and, and catch Make passes, one catches. yeah, exactly. It it just keeps it's just one more element that the defense has to to be aware of. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's harder to game plan against that kind of running back. He's the one running back I said I was late in the class that I really liked a lot. Even when we did our rookie rankings, I was like, I guess you put Royce Freeman ahead of him, but I still like Kerryon Johnson more. Uh, I was, I think I was bigger on Kerryon than most people, I think, in the dynasty community this year. And I, everything I really liked about him is really starting to show there in Detroit. I think he can be uh, a poor man's Le'Veon Bell. And by poor man's Le'Veon Bell, I mean a running back one. And you he's know, and he's really overall. young too. He's twenty one years old, and he just turned twenty one in in June, I end am, of June. I am buying Karen Johnson, and I'm paying. I'm seeing what the odor wants, and I'm paying the price because I, I, I think the juice is going to be worth the squeeze. I think what might look like overpaid now is going to turn out to be really good value down the road. Young, good quality running backs are hard to come by, and right now I think Karen's just scratching the surface, and I think the best is yet to come. And whatever you pay now with that youth, like you just mentioned, and his skill set in that offense, I think is going to look like a pretty damn good deal down the road. Right. And, he's ca- I mean, he's catching passes. So, I mean, his his value's just gone up literally every week, six points, then 11 points, then 13 points. So, I mean, and, he, and he's he's getting better and better. He's getting a bigger share of the rushing attempts. They're rushing the ball more. So, I mean, it's it, it's all trending in the right direction for this guy. Um, if you drafted him, you know, you're finally starting to feel a little bit uh, vindicated here and, and you're getting a little bit of the payoff, so it's nice. Yep, go out there and get carry on, uh, pay the price. Mm-hmm. And last one, speaking of a poor man's be- Le'Veon Bell, what about Le'Veon Bell? Now there's uh, rumors coming out that the Steelers are going to listen to trade offers. I think that's smart of them. I think Le'Veon Bell will never take another snap again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's done there. 
I think they will end up training him. I think some teams might be waiting for that salary to come down just a little bit more because as the salary comes down and the year comes along, um, they're just going to basically price get cheaper for him. Right now, if they if he walks, they're going to get a third-round comp pick. So I think that's where the price tag starts is a third-round pick for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but as the season goes along, it's going to be a, season, a team not only trades for him, uh, as a rental, but they're also the trade for him for a long-term deal, most likely as well. One, do you think Le'Veon Bell gets traded? Two, do you think he, if he does get traded, where do you think he ends up? My prediction is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think yes, he is going to get traded. I think it's gotten, um, I think it's gotten personal with with the front office and with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so I, I think, you know they've decided to kind of go even with the offensive linemen like everyone it just seemed to get pretty ugly um and James Conner looks good James Conner looks good which I think makes the decision that much easier for the for the Steelers as far as where he where or who I could see trading for him I it, so many unknowns you know in the next few weeks somebody could go down with an injury and that could just be it could pop up out of nowhere so it that one Jets I, reached out, which seems like a pretty logical place there with that. Sure, you know, I mean, Sam Darnold there, which help him. I, I I think that would definitely help him. I think um, you know Isaiah Crowell wiping his butt with a ball and, and throwing it into the end zone and getting like a you know throwing it into the stands in Cleveland. I don't think that ingratiated him to the coaching staff all that well. He like immediately got uh, talked to and and sat down basically during that game. Yeah. Um, He'll be a turd, turd. Exactly. So uh, I guess we'll see. That wouldn't be a bad spot for him. Okay. Uh, well, that's it for this week. A lot of uh, interesting topics we hit up today. Yeah, obviously, a half hour of quarterbacks will always get it done. But, you know, we talked about a couple guys that to trade for, a couple guys to trade uh, away. So take that with light in your dynasty community. Now the bye by- week start, let's really start to see who's a contender and who's a pretender here. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football or Fantasy Football, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. And, of course, you can follow us at Dynasty Nerds as a website. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. Uh, if you want to talk Dynasty with literally almost 3,000 people people we're up to uh, in the Facebook group, click on DynastyNerds.com. Click our group chat. The Facebook page has been blowing up. There's tons of people on there talking Dynasty every single day. The interaction on that, on that web page, man, has really blown me away uh, with the different kind of people and different kind of help. I mean, there's there's probably about, I would honestly say, about 65 to 100 polls that go in, I think, every single day with right. people saying, hey, help me here, help me there. That's the thing. You're, you're, you're not going to be able to get a lot of help from within your own Dynasty um you know, your league. So, I mean, this is a great place to go. It's a nice reference. People in the dynasty community, when it's not somebody in their own league are very open about their evaluations and their opinions. And it's really nice. It's a great way to get like group think, you know, uh, on any, any sort of topic that you have a question on. Yeah. And I love the little new, like I said, I say this all the time on there too. You get people from all over the world mm-hmm. and you see little nuggets on there saying, Hey man, I live in Seattle and this is what I'm hearing. Or, you know, I live in Indianapolis. This is what I'm hearing. I'm in the jet. I live in New York and I've heard this, you know, from my local guys really think the jets are the most likely landing spot for Le'Veon Bell. Sell Isaiah Correll for a sandwich quick. Cause he's about to be a free agent, you know, right. and cut him. So right. it's a great place to be our Facebook group page. Um, of course, if you want to support the website, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, the most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear in your entire life. And if you just want to support us for free, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Let us know what you're going to think. Again, if you leave a rating and review on your uh, 
phone. It helps the podcast more than we could possibly even say. It really keeps us at the top of the charts. Last week I mentioned, Hale, just steal your grandma's phone if you need to. <laughs> Somebody left us a rating review saying they left their rating review on their grandma's phone. So whoever that was, thank you very much. <laughs> more of you should be like them and steal your grandma's phone and leave us a rating review. Awesome. That's where we need to be. Our goal is to hit 700 reviews by the time the year is up. I think we're at about 700 or 660 reviews. 658 is the last I checked. So with you, with your help, we can get there. Nice. Yeah, that's a lot of reviews that is on a iTunes. Lot. When you see a lot of people, like the average is like 180, 200. We're at like almost 700. Holy cow. I'm not a mathematician, but that's better than twice as good. That is. You are some sort of mathematician. I don't know I what know, you're I do my about. best. So yeah. until then, hope you guys get through the bye weeks. If you have Chris Thompson, sorry, he's not playing. But until then, we'll be back next week talking about more injuries because somebody else is going to get hurt this week, Matt. Somebody else is tearing the ACL. It's their destiny. It sure is. In the meantime, I'm going to be watching Baker Mayfield just dominate the Oakland Raiders. He's going to throw for five touchdowns, get inducted into Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I'm going to adopt him. They're just going to wave that five years. Who Can't needs, wait. Who needs it? <laughs> Before we go, real quick, at dinner on uh, Monday morning, I sat down <laughs> with breakfast. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was Sunday morning. And I sat down with my family for breakfast and I looked and I was being serious as hell to them. I have a six year old and eight year old. And I, I said, sons, I was like, I talked with your mother and I did not talk with my wife. I was like, we made a decision, <laughs> a family decision. I was like, we are going to change your names. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, we've already done it. <laughs> I was like, I have a son named Camden and Colton. I went to Camden. I was like, Camden, your new name is Baker and Colton. Your new name is Bayfield. <laughs> Cam's like, I don't want to change my name, Dad. I'm like, Baker, Baker, it's too late. It's too late. It's done. What's done is done. What's done is done, and you're now Baker. But I don't want to be Baker Mayfield. I'm like, no, you're not Baker Mayfield. You're Baker. Your brother is Mayfield. Mayfield. So Come get on. it right, get Baker. Get it straight, man. <laughs> Dad, not- Baker, stop crying and be a man like Baker is, okay? <laughs> so uh, hopefully Baker dominates again this week. I love him. He's my favorite player in the NFL. Go Browns. Go Browns. See you next week. All right, bye-bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.